KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. We continue to track the American economy in the midst of a pandemic. As always, lots to talk about. Unemployment continues to be front and center. Markets fell off a cliff on Thursday. And the chair of the Federal Reserve had some recent remarks which turned some heads. We talk about all of this with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. As always with David, a great conversation. Give a listen. Let's start as we usually do, unemployment. One and a half million jobless benefits last week. Once again, we continue to trend downward, but if I said to you five months ago that a million and a half people would file for jobless benefits in a week, it would have taken your breath away. Uh, are you surprised that we still are, are in the seven figures and, and haven't, haven't kind of bottomed out yet? I'm not that surprised. I do know that we have had a 10-week decrease in jobless claims, uh, and we, we're down to 1.5 million which is a decrease from the week before. But every time we have a decrease, the um, Bureau of Labor Statistics will then take the prior week and revise it. And so sometimes those numbers go up uh, from the prior week. So we've had a nice drop in unemployment. We've had a nice drop in what we call the continuing claims in the last four weeks. But we are a long way away from getting back to the economy we had in January and February of this year. The jobs numbers last week, of course, that jobs report uh, turned everybody's head because it was so good. Upon further review, it looks like some of the things were kind of there was some miscalculations, not miscalculations, but they took a big group of people, put them in one bucket instead of another. What did you kind of make a week removed from those job report numbers last week? Well, when the economy is shut down partially or even three quarters of, of the way, it's harder for the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Bureau of Economic Analysis to receive data from places. People are working from home. Um, the people in the, in the companies are, are not online as much, let's say. They're, it's taking them longer to, to get back to the, the government to give them the statistics. So I think we're going to be seeing what I would call moving the goalposts. Uh, moving targets for the next couple of weeks until probably September when things won't, the numbers will actually won't be being revised as much as we see them every week. It's interesting. It feels like there's been quite the disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street over the last few months. But yesterday, it seemed like Wall Street realized the pandemic was still going, fell off a cliff nearly 7%. Uh, what shook uh, traders yesterday? Well, I think that traders were ready for what I call a sell-off. Uh, they want to sell off because now today the futures are up. And then when the market opened about 10 minutes ago, uh, the market rebounded about one third from yesterday. I don't like to use the word manipulation, but that does come to mind that there's big sell-offs so they could trade again the next day. There's a lot of um, news that came out with uh, the Fed chair. There's a lot of news that came out politically on both sides of the, of the aisle. And there was a, a lot going on with spikes in cases in various cities. So that all contributed to that, that really big decline yesterday. You mentioned the Fed chair, Fed chair Jay Powell. He talked about a long road to recovery uh, for the economy. Uh, what did you think of his comments? And overall, how would you kind of uh, rate how the uh, Federal Reserve has handled this crisis? 
Well, I think the Federal Reserve uh, Chair and the Board of Governors, as well as all the, the feds that uh, buildings that we have throughout the country, there, there's 12 of them, Federal Reserve Banks, as they're called. I think they've done a great job. They've been very consistent week to week. They stay the course. They are looking at the fact that this is not going to go away, meaning the economy that we have, the recession we have right now is not going to go away until next year. And he came out already saying we're going to keep interest rates low and through 2021. One thing I'm keeping an eye on, we talk about unemployment. Of course, for the last couple of months, we've had that federally increased unemployment, that extra 600 bucks. Well, that's going to run out at the end of next month? It's kind of a two-pronged question. Number one, if that is allowed to run out, how devastating do you think that's going to be? And number two, kind of going along with that, is it realistic to let that run out and not do something else if it's not an extra 600 bucks, something else to help cushion the blow for people? Right. There are two great questions and points to make. Uh, right now, we have a lot of people shopping online. There's been an online shopping surge, people buying online, curbside pickup. It's up 80% from the prior year. So how do we return to bricks and mortar if people are satisfied with buying online and shopping online? And if consumer confidence is staying stable the last two months, it hasn't increased and it hasn't it hasn't been from the high it was in February. How do we deal with those people who are not going to go back to this industry, such as retail, even restaurants, hospitality? Uh, if we are canceling summer festivals, if we're canceling a lot of events throughout the Philadelphia area, um, there won't be a need for as many employees. And then that even brings another point up. What is the future of, let's say, the Chamber of Commerce going to look like? What's the future of public transportation going to look like? I think the federal government, July, when this runs out and, and they're already working on something, they have to have options come August for people whose pandemic pay ends. What would be some things if it's not another 600 bucks? I think we heard early on, I haven't heard as much, a, a back-to-work bonus, or do you think they could take the track of just doing another one of those direct cash payments to people, another round of uh, $1,200, $2,400 a couple. I like the idea of giving the money directly to the people, $1,200 or $2,400. I do know some states, especially Pennsylvania, still has about $2.6 billion held right now. They're not sure where they're going to spend it. They're looking to filter it out through the counties, and the counties will filter it out to the cities and the boroughs and townships. Uh, it, it may be for the pandemic expenses that have happened the past couple months it may be to fill gaps because the revenues are down for real estate and taxes and sales taxes and all those kinds of things i do know when you give somebody money they don't do much with it they either save it or they spend it and right now when people are getting money they're starting to save more and they're holding on to it because there's still that fear of the unknown, not just next month, but even until, let's say, a vaccine is here. And when a vaccine is here, will we even get our consumer confidence back up? So I think the federal government really has to look at two or three, maybe even four different options. Are, do you have concerns kind of in a broad sense about a housing crisis? And when I say that, that extra unemployment money, I think, is helping people pay rent, maybe pay mortgages. But as, if, if that goes away... Or as this thing drags on, if tenants can't pay rent, buildings can't make mortgages, people can't pay mortgages, could we start to see things kind of spin out of control on the housing front? 
And that's a good question because that is one of the things that the Federal Reserve looks at. That's one of the things they look at to be sure that their concerns are met when it comes to foreclosures for people who actually own property. Then number two, what about the rent, commercial property, uh, even apartment buildings? So the main thing is that people need to pay their rent. They need to pay their mortgages. And maybe that's part of all the stimulus package, if you want to call it that, CARES Act package, I'm going to call it round four that may come up in July or August. That's a big concern because we talked about this in the past, how buildings may not look the same in the future. So a 10-story building in city of Philadelphia may only need four stories right now as people continue to work from home because companies are realizing savings, they're realizing economies of scale, they're realizing productivity of people at home. Anything we haven't talked about, anything that may be kind of far out on the radar, but you're keeping an eye on from an economic standpoint that uh, could be something we have to worry about or deal with over the next few weeks or months? Uh, I've been looking at, at entertainment, athletic sports, because as we start to come out of the pandemic and as the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding counties in New Jersey and Delaware start to rebound, if we don't uh, have the sports the way we used to have it, whether it's college or professional, that has a large multiplier effect, not on just employment, but everything from sales tax to parking taxes to amusement taxes, as well as all the vendors who would could sell at all the uh, different events, let's say the the Flyers or the Sixers or even the basketball games of of college basketball. Uh, I think in the fall, we're going to see a lot different things coming about when it comes to sports. So I have a concern that those kinds of things are not going to be back to normalcy. And even that affects public transportation, people taking the train to the Phillies game, let's say. And you mentioned the train. That is one of the things, and I don't, I don't know if we've discussed this. Mass transit, I mean, they've obviously been hammered the last few months, but with people working from home and a lack of those big events, uh, could we kind of see mass transit change before our eyes just because of, of this pandemic? Oh, I think we can. Um, this past week, one day, I just took a drive along what they used to call the old R5, which is now the Paley Thordale line. And I was looking at a lot of the parking lots and what were parking lots that used to be filled at 100% almost every day of the week is now 95% empty. So I don't know what's going to happen to public transportation because it is funded on various levels. It's funded through the city the state, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, that is, as well as federal funding. And I think SEPTA is looking at their capital improvement plans over the next five years and what expansions they want to do. And they really may have to put the brakes on that, unfortunately. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.